Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak your word to us, that we would hear your word, and that it would bear fruit in our lives all to your honor and glory. So we pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Kids in elementary school, if you haven't already, if you would like to participate, there is going to be a special program for you, and you can meet Miss Carrie Carrie Beth straight out those back doors. Now, as you in the congregation are being seated, if you would turn with me to Philippians chapter 3, which was read already today, so it's in your bulletin, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 says this, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven. As we are united to Jesus in faith, we are brought into his kingdom, and we are made citizens of his nation, his realm. Our citizenship is in heaven. And now heaven, in the Bible, heaven is not just sort of where we go when we die, but rather heaven is God's realm. It's God's place. And the Bible teaches us that God's realm, God's heaven, God's kingdom is actually breaking into this world transforming this world, transforming us, and bringing God's rule and reign on earth as it is in heaven. And so here we are, if you will, living in a foreign country while our citizenship is elsewhere. To say the least, right now, I would think that citizenship and voting and the good of our nation is pretty high in just about everyone's mind right now. But it is only when we recognize our true home and our true allegiance and our true citizenship in the realm and presence of God that we can become the kind of people that make a difference here in this foreign land. Only as citizens of heaven can we make the kind of impact that this world so desperately needs. And so briefly today, I want us to see three elements of what our heavenly kingdom, heavenly citizenship means for us. And I will tell you, you should be thankful because it was five and I whittled it down to three. Uh, But three things that this amazing reality of being made God's people who belong to God's kingdom, three things that this means for us as we live and especially as we live in an anxious time like we find ourselves in now. So three things. And the first is this. Our citizenship in heaven means that our Savior is from there. means that our Savior is from there, not from here. So Paul writes in verse 20 again, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul has just said in verse 18 that there are people who walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. So things are going wrong And people live contrary to the will of God. And being citizens of heaven means that we're waiting for a Savior to put things right, but the Savior is from there, not from here. So in the Roman Empire, at the time that Paul wrote this letter to Philippi, the Christians in Philippi, which was a Roman colony, uh, there were a couple main titles that the emperor used, that were used of him, and one of them was the title Soter. Savior. The emperor was savior. The political leader 
was Savior. He was the one that people looked to for salvation and protection. The emperor, the political leader, was Savior. Now, I watched the presidential debate on Tuesday. And I'm just going to say this rather bluntly. But if you are looking to one of them to save us from our troubles as a nation, you are going to be disappointed. And I know for a fact that there are people in this room who are looking to one or the other to save us from the other. But friends, in a world that fights against the things of God, we should not be surprised when we see difficulty and trouble and anxiety and racism and unrest and violence. Now, we should never sit idly by and accept it. We should vote our conscience and we should always, as Christians, pursue the cause of justice and righteousness in the world. But we always remember that we await a Savior from God's realm, not from ours. We await our Lord Jesus Christ to come again and put things right finally. And the rulers of this world, whoever they are, the rulers of this world will always mess it up. But we await a Savior from the realm of God himself, God incarnate, coming again to put all things right. So yes, vote, pursue justice. I mean, as Christians, we should be tenaciously active in the work of justice in this world. That's actually essential to our calling as Christians. Show love for one another. Take the high road even when others don't. Guard your mind and your mouth and your keyboard, remembering that we only ever look for our salvation from heaven, not from a president or a governor or a nation. And the fact that our citizenship is in heaven means that the Savior we await is from there, not from here. So that's the first part. Second part, our citizenship in heaven means that only Jesus is Lord. Only Jesus is Lord. Verse 20, again. From heaven we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we already mentioned that the Roman emperor used the title Savior. Well, his other main title at the time was Lord. The emperor was savior, and he was uh, followed as lord. And this Roman colony of Philippi actually had its origins in a special relationship with the first Roman emperor. And so people at the, uh, in this colony felt a special connection to the emperor. They were especially loyal to him, and he, the emperor, was their lord. Their primary allegiance was to the emperor. And so all of their festivals and their special events and their songs and their services declared that the emperor is Lord. And in that place, a place with such a special allegiance to a particular political leader, Paul calls Christians to completely redirect their allegiance and says that Jesus and only Jesus is Lord. And so, friends, in a divisive political season, you are welcome to have opinions, even strong opinions. And I am not suggesting that all opinions are equally good or bad. But do not put any allegiance above Jesus. 
Do not place some other standard above Jesus as the real judge of one's faith in Christ. So I remember shortly before the 2016 election, when I was a pastor elsewhere, I had two different women on the same day approach me at two different times in the morning. It's not like one of them saw the other one and then came up and say the opposite. But these two women came and I can't really say requested. I think they were expecting me to do what they wanted. They were demanding that I, from the pulpit, as the pastor, get up and announce, as one of them said, Christians cannot vote Democrat. And the other informed me that I need to get up there and say, Christians cannot vote Republican. Two different women on the same day expecting their pastor to say publicly, If you're a Christian, you must vote a certain way, and if you don't, you're not really a Christian. Friend, that is placing a political leader or political party as Lord. That's saying that faith and trust in Jesus isn't enough. What really makes you a Christian is being a part of the correct political party. Now, I'm not suggesting that your vote doesn't matter, quite the opposite. As Christians, we should pursue the best we can for our country and for our world. We should do our civic duty and vote, but do not place voting a certain way as the litmus test of one's Christianity. Jesus is Lord means that only he can be our true allegiance. And since he is our true allegiance as Christians, we can then disagree on other things even really important things. Keep in mind that Jesus' disciples, uh, sort of within that core group of 12, uh, there was Simon, who was a zealot, and Matthew was a tax collector. Zealots worked against the government to try to undermine the government, and and tax collectors worked for the government. And Jesus' people included both. Jesus' followers included people with polar opposite views on what is best in governing the nation. So I would challenge us that as Christians, we should feel more at home with people who share our faith, but not our politics, than we should feel with people who share our politics, but not our faith. I'm going to say that again. We as Christians should feel more at home with people who share our faith, even if they don't share our politics, than we should share with people who vote the same way, but don't share our faith. So if we feel more at home with, say, an atheist co-worker who happens to vote the same way we do, then perhaps we've placed something higher on our allegiances than Jesus. So our, our citizenship in heaven means that we await a savior from there, not from here, and it means that Jesus, and only Jesus, is Lord. And third, citizenship in heaven means that we, because we're members of his kingdom, our citizenship in heaven means that we can then be the ones who bring healing Verse 17, Paul is calling the Christians in Philippi to live differently than the others in the city. And so he encourages them to keep their eyes on those who are walking rightly. Don't follow the ways of those who live as enemies of the cross of Christ. 
And see, as we do that, as Christians, as we follow Jesus, as we are in Christ, who are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are then able to bring his healing into our families and our communities and our nation and our world. Because our true home is with God in heaven, we can then willingly run into the pain and the anxiety of this world and bring healing and peace. A friend of mine put it this way. When a house is on fire, those who live in the house rush out in fear. But those that are equipped to douse the flames come running in. If we have made our home and put our hope in the state, we will likely want to run out in fear. But if our home and hope is in the kingdom of God, then we can train to become those who can douse the flames of division and hatred and have something of healing to offer when it appears that the flames are taking over. The only Jesus is the one who can bring healing and peace in our own lives, in our own hearts, and only Jesus can bring healing and peace and salvation and transformation that we so desperately need. Only Jesus. And as Jesus' people, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with his presence, we can then carry his peace and hope and healing into the brokenness of the world. We can actually run into the fire because we have Christ, the only healing that the world needs. And we have the only one who brings healing, Jesus himself. And because our citizenship is elsewhere, we can be the ones who are the most help here. It has been noted that Christians who think little of heaven usually end up being rather useless here. But Christians who think the most about heaven, the most about the kingdom of God, are actually the ones who end up doing the most throughout history here in this world. Because we can come in from the outside and bring healing in Jesus' name. Our citizenship in heaven means that we can be part of Jesus' work of bringing healing here. So friends, this is an anxious time for so many people for various reasons. But we who are in Christ can rest confident that our citizenship is with God in his realm. And we can trust that our true Savior and our true Lord will protect us and bring us safely through. And we can know that our citizenship in heaven means that the Savior we await is from there, not from here. It means that only Jesus is Lord. And it means that we as the church, in Jesus' name, can bring his healing into the world's brokenness. So take a deep breath, hold your head up, and put your faith and trust in Jesus who is Lord and Savior. Paul writes, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.